Hi all and welcome to episode 2 of Ramp Football UK. This is just a little warning, we're all a little bit drunk on this episode so there is a lot of swearing in it so this is not family friendly but the rants are fantastic. So give it a listen and enjoy episode 2 of Ramp Football UK. What is this? Oh, he's got his, he's got his working. I'm an eyeball face. <laughs> Welcome to episode two of the podcast, Rant Football UK, and we've got a lot to rant about. Quite frankly, it's raining goals at Old Trafford, but we won't go into that. It's raining goals at Villa Park, we won't go into that. Man City are running out of players, Newcastle are cheating and winning, and Chelsea are just dominating again. Oh, well, jump off a bridge. Fuck <laughs> off. Anyway, I'd like to welcome everybody. We've got a couple of more people. I'd like to welcome Gavin again. Are you all right, Gav? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm good. Yeah, good, good. before. I was here last week. Yeah. Gavin, as long as you're happy today, mate, I don't want you stressing at me again. No. <laughs> okay, and we're going to welcome Mr. Craig Lucas, a podcast podfather, as I like to call him. Welcome, Craig. Um, home of the champions. I'll have a guard of honour, if you don't mind. Thank well, you. Well done, Yep, he's a clean Everton fan. Cheeky bastard. <laughs> And then we're gonna we're gonna uh, my podcast partner of crime Simon. Welcome again, mate. Yeah, I'm here, buddy. I'm enjoying the, the the nice rum we're having at the moment. So. Okay, Paul from Manchester. How's it feeling today, mate? Yeah, it's not ideal to be honest. I'm not really enjoying the football at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> All the way from the USA, Donna. How you doing? I'm great. How's everybody over there? I'm lovely. It's, it's fantastic. It's a super six day. And I would say hi to Andrew, but he's gone off screen and he's muted, so that's just typical Andrew. All right, we're gonna move He's on. just disposing of the body. <laughs> now, now, I know we're not gonna talk about scores because none of us really want to talk about them. No, we really don't. We haven't lost yet. <laughs> Hey Phil, there's only one person who wants to talk about scores, and that's him on the bed. <laughs> Carry on. That just sounds so wrong. Anyway, guys, <laughs> we're gonna get into everyone's rants because we don't want to talk about the scores because there's enough. There is enough podcast out there. We're getting stuff out there. Especially a great shout out to the half and half scars podcast. Listen to them, lads. They're better at talking about that stuff. We're here to rant. So half I'm from Keaton, Keaton's a nonce, but carry on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm going into rant number one, and I'm going to do it in any order I feel like. So we're going to go Craig's. Now, Craig, would you like to explain your one about timekeepers? Well, basically, I'm all for VAR. In principle. You won the league, on it. Fuck off, you. <laughs> I am all for VAR. Because it takes all of the ifs, buts, and maybes out of the equation. Oh, all of them, not today. The problem is, is the humans that are running it, they aren't up to the job. We yeah. need some some ex-professional footballers doing it. You don't need referees. You do not need referees. Keep them on the pitch. But um, Man United last week scored the winner in the 90-10th minute. 90-10th. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's right. right. The, the 90 tenth minute—it's absolutely ridiculous. Now, the famous Gerard slip. Chelsea come to Anfield that day and did a number on us with time wasting. They were wasting time from the first minute. The ball went out of play. The, the, the strolling over to take the throw in, and all. the clock is just running down every time. The ball is in play about 70 minutes on average, if that, 60 minutes. So for me, stop the clock. Take the responsibility at the time off the referee. He's got enough to deal with the the referee. I feel sorry for referees because the damned if they do and the damned if they don't. Are you thinking about having a a rugby siren? Yes. Ah, but the referees don't have any control. It's it's the siren that goes off through half-time. Now, I I would... I would go so granular on this that, fair, okay, fair enough when throw-ins are going on, but when there's a corner, 
stop the clock. When there's a foul, you, when there's a foul, you get play acting to to get your players. You know, um, who's that Belend who plays for City? Who's the thirty-five year old who's always pulling everyone down and leaving the elbow in? Yeah, he's a he's a master at it, right? What he does is he get, allows his players to get back into position and all this malarkey that the player stays down and, all, and everything. And it's just two minutes wasted. Two minutes wasted every foul, basically, but more or if, less. But if we start <clears> stopping <throat> the clock and adding the time on, it's going to end up being like the NFL, where it's a 60-minute game takes three fucking hours. But it won't, though, will it? Because it's still 90 minutes of football. Yeah, but going back to that though, they shouldn't have actually had that penalty because only five minutes of stoppage time and it was given in the 96th and a half minute. It's always, it's yes, there was a goal, but it's only 30 seconds for a goal. This is and this is my point. So you get um, managers doing the substitutions running the clock down. You get the players, they, they take the player off. The player knows he's coming off, so he goes to the furthest bit of the pitch. And now they're allowed to, to come off at that point, but they don't because they're going to get abused as they walk around the pitch, right? So for me, just take that all away. And you, you are right, Sam. <laughs> you will have, initially, you will have games going for 120 minutes, but the players will start cramping up. So the game, the game changed massively when you were allowed to pass back to the keeper. Liverpool were dominant in the eighties by killing games. They'd go one nil up, and that was game over. Pass it back, pass it back, pass it back. Oh, Assume... that was good when Liverpool were dominant. Well, well of course it was the greatest team in the world. But as soon as the rule changed and goalies are picking the ball uh, are not allowed to pick the ball up anymore, <coughs> Liverpool. We had Bruce Grobbler. He didn't know what the fuck he was doing. And the, the game changed, the game evolved. So for me, if you are stopping the clock and starting the clock, there's a lot less time wasting going on, a lot less time. So you'll end know. up, maybe a game lasts, what, nine, uh, what, 105 minutes or something, but it's 90 minutes of football. I just think it take, you know... The klaxon goes, next time the ball goes out of play. Imagine the drama of a free kick outside the box. The klaxon's gone. And it's now or never. They're going to win the cup if he can score. Bang, Gerard, top corner, game over. Do you know what I mean? I just think it'd be amazing. Yeah. I don't know. Hitting a top corner. It'd be like basketball, yeah. yeah. That, yeah that, 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 to me, does sound like a good idea. But it needs to be managed properly. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it's it's another level of sponsorship because the time for this match is sponsored by Apple Watches or whatever. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's another well, level it of money coming into this the sport. Um, you could even do commercial breaks when there's a stoppage in play. Oh God, no! What well, do you do in America? Well, no, no, because at that point now you're getting really into what the NFL is doing. And that's why we have four hours of football over here. And if you're going to start playing football like that, it's going to ruin the sport. It really is. And I, that's why when we were watching, like right now I'm watching the Seahawks game. I can't watch a full game without walking away from it. And I mean, you, the only good parts of the American football is the last 10 minutes of the game anyway. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, scrap the advert idea. We we we'll, we'll kicked that out. Yeah. But let's stop the clock. Stop the clock. Ninety minutes. Bang. That what is my do, rant. What yeah. does my head in is the throwings that take forty-five seconds to a minute to throw the ball yes. back into play. Exactly. And I see exactly where you're coming from there, Craig. Because they stood there and and they wait and they wait and they wait and they wait and you're like, just throw the freaking ball in. Yeah. So and you lose possession. Players would be cramping up. You know, yeah. be, because the time wasting and because the stop clock stopping, the, mm. so the managers would be like, "Look, stop wasting time. Get that throw in taken. Get yeah. the get it done. Get it done. Get on with the game." It would actually make the game quicker. Throw-ins is what takes up most time than anything else because they just stood there and they're looking around and they're like, "Who do I throw it to? Just throw the freaking ball in." It's annoying. Yeah. Exactly. From there. Well, that is a fantastic rant, and we're going to move on to 
Paul, we're going to move on to yours now. And I believe, if I remember right, it's about lack of fans. So explain yeah. why. I think mine's just a universal one, really. It's, it's about football, cricket, rugby, everything, all sorts of things like that. But just the, the grounds are so big now. Like, average, I, I imagine, I don't know, I've not got the stats, but it's about 30,000. So surely we can get a 1,000 fans in safely. But all, even with all the restrictions, and they can go to the toilet safely, they can get a drink out and surely. Like Old Trafford, it does hold a lot, but so do all the others. You, know, you can get them in with either fans because you're just, you're just losing the atmosphere, you're losing everything. Obviously, they're losing revenue. That's good. If, you get me, get me the glaciers. If you're watching on TV, if, if City got a thousand fans in, you won't be able to tell the difference anyway. Oh, no, it'd be an increase in. Uh... <laughs> the, the problem. Also, I, I, would, I will say this so that, that fake fan noise that they put in. It was oh. terrible when it first came in, but they have seems to have got it down to maybe a split second of a reaction now. But yeah, I think Phil's play. putting his hand up because we've got oh. we actually watched the match last night yes. with fans and it was so much better. Yeah, we watched the MLS Orlando City game last night, and there was probably maybe eight hundred to a thousand fans in there, but it it just sounded better because you had real chance going on that you know they were in the game. It was one hell of a game, by the way. It was up and down like a basketball game, so. <laughs> The fans yeah, over the top, and it just felt better. I'd rather have a thousand fans in the stadium than none at all. I'm not asking yeah. for a twenty percent field. You, if you've got a sixty thousand percent stadium like Old Trafford, say for example, <laughs> two thousand fans are easy. If you're the size of Chelsea, forty thousand, a thousand fans. Yeah, unfortunately, it's standard. Don't you think though that the um, they did that trial a couple of weeks ago in the lower leagues? Them teams lost money on that. Yeah. They lost money. Now, you've got to think about that carefully because if you're opening your stadium to a 1,000 fans, they're not allowed to buy food, they're not allowed to buy drinks, and the toilet's open. You know, you've got to bring in the police because we're still living in Thatcher's Britain, for God's sake, and football fans are hooligans. So there's police everywhere. So they've got to be paid for. For me, while this pandemic is still going on, why do we even need to be playing these matches in stadiums? Why aren't we just playing them on the training pitch? Yeah, that's a good point. You could manage uh, two or 300 fans a bit easier in a training complex than you could in a stadium. Oh, is that okay now? Yeah. Well, the old hooligans are really Liverpool fans, so, you know, let's mm. put that out there. The training <laughs> training facility is actually better than the stadium. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. I don't think they've got that much advertising now on the outside. The... Well, uh, there is that to take into yeah, that, consideration. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's what it is at the end of the day. It's all about the money, isn't it? Because now we want to buy one in a bit. I mean, money, so. we, are, we are still in a pandemic. My, my yeah. best mate in the whole world, uh, Stewie, he is at the moment in the house with COVID. Ooh. All his family have got COVID. He had the sweats, he had the shakes, he went and got tests for everybody. If you're even having a thousand fans in such a con and it isn't a confined space, but it is, you've got touch points, you've got multiple touch points as fans are walking in, going up yeah. the rail, stuff like that. If there's just one outbreak gets traced back to Old Trafford or Main Road or whatever it's called, um, <laughs> it, it, it just, it'll just do football in again, it'll be football's fault. It won't be the government's fault or the police's fault. It'll be the football's fault. I do agree, but if you, if you yeah. can have 300 people on the plane with a mask on, then sure. Oh, it, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Everything's sort of shut like cinemas, you know, all that sort of entertainment. It's, it's uh, just need to get everybody back, don't we? But, thankfully. But looking at Premier League football at the moment, there's directors, there's these, there's that, there's ambassadors, there's this. So we actually are having 100 or so people yeah. in these stadiums match after match, but they're still sitting around saying we can't have fans. But 
you still got all these. I mean, I saw the what was it? Was it Derby against Norwich match? And Delia was there, her husband, and there's like there's no space between them and another director. Yet you can't have people in the stadium right. with masks on, four to five seats between each other. So there's a lot of um, Ryan Jakes was at our game today, so he can go in, but not like normal fans. It's... Yeah. Well, that that brings up what I was being a rant about, but we'll wait for that. <laughs> We'll put Andrew back on once he stops walking around his house. <laughs> but as we've done that one, that was quite interesting. Donald, we might as well go straight into your one then. I'm guessing your one was about VAR, correct? Or no, no, COVID testing. Well, my yeah, COVID testing and the mask issue. Um, I know I was kind of vague when I told you about it, Phil. That's fine. Um, because what... Oh, I can see you. And it goes down to the stadiums and the players. So COVID testing... What I find ironic is that the players are playing without masks. Same over here with in America. Most of the staff that you see on the sidelines, like our managers and stuff, are not wearing masks. And then you... So my question is, is then why can't we open our stadiums to people at half capacity and have them wear masks. And this is where I have a, a big issue with is that if the masks are supposed to prevent, so a mask, a mask helps me to prevent it to giving it to someone else. It doesn't help me to stop getting COVID. So if that's the case, why can't we open up our stadiums to half capacity and allow some revenue coming in, have the atmosphere? Because that's a lot of it. I mean, they can pipe in the chants and the noise all day long. And I hardly ever like to um, start comparing what America does to England because it's not a fair assumption, a fair comparison because you know, it's two different countries and how we do things. But we've opened up some of our stadiums here to a few hundred people to watch the um, games. And it, it seems to work because, you know, there's social distancing. If you can allow certain people to go into pubs and to restaurants, why can't we open up stadiums to allow that as well? well I've got and question. What's are that? people going to the stadiums, are they getting tested before every game? Is it a requirement or not? No, there's not. But that's where my other rant comes in is because <clears> that <throat> the, the players that are living in the bubble, like NBA players and the, um, the NBA players are playing in a bubble. They're isolated from their families. They're living seriously in a bubble, right? It's like baseball. But the... But the right, <laughs> but the baseball players and MLS players and other and our NFL players are not. So yeah, when they come I, down I, I with can, it, I can verify with the NBA ones because uh, the Miami Marlins, they all went to uh, Mexico, I believe, and got drunk, and nineteen of them came out with COVID nineteen. <laughs> the beginning of the season. <laughs> <laughs> I've done some talks before. Right. I mean, uh, there's a tennis player, there's a tennis tournament going on now, and one of the tennis players has got Simpsons, but he's not isolating, he's playing. Yeah. But yeah, go on, sorry, Donna. It's different, it's different no, rules no, no, for different countries, fine. but if we're going to but the match debate, we'll be here all, it, we could be here all night with everything. But Definitely. Uh, but but what, I, I think where you're coming from, Donna, they should, if, if fans <laughs> are, want to go into the stadium, if they want it over here, we'll have to see how, it is, how it's going to be over here. Andrew. It might be mandatory for a test. I don't know. Andrew. I think that might be yeah. a way of getting people into Even the stadium. With the test, though, you could get a negative test and then pick it yeah. up on your way to the stadium on the bus. Yeah. Well, I think if you're going to, if you're going, the problem is, is that like the rapid tests are only good for like the people who can afford it. It's, it's going to be the people and it's, it's going to be the players and the people but like the people like me and, and you, Paul, and Simon and Phil and the people on this podcast, 
we're not going to be able to afford a rapid test. I know what they are over here in America. I don't know what they are over there in the UK, but we have a guy. <laughs> okay, well there, it's there yeah. you go, right? <laughs> I know <laughs> for a rapid test over here it's one hundred twenty-five dollars. I think so roughly, it was seventy-nine pounds, but I don't think it's up. Right, so it's seventy-nine pounds. So it's not that rapid, neither. So Donna, Donna, yes, sir. Question: Do you believe? Yes, do you like a good masturbate? <laughs> Wait a minute, I can't hear you, Phil. What? Do you <laughs> like a good masturbate? A good masturbate. Fucking taxi for Phil. And I met him, Phil. We are going to move on, Gavin. We're sad oh, you're. Thank you. <laughs> so, after, so after masturbation, we go to Gavin. Yes. again. The Man City <laughs> wanker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mm. Would you like to explain to us what your your one was about? Well, I I, I turned around last Sunday and said I'll do one on how to be. How y'all doing? We've had one in bed. Oh, I am. Well, that was a random person. <laughs> That's a random person on podcast. <laughs> Go again, Gavin. Sorry. Well, sorry. Legs. Lovely yeah. legs. So anyway, so. I was going to talk about how to beat Man City, but um, looking at the, uh, how it's working, I think everyone's realised we need to man mark De Bruyne and make sure that no one buys a striker. <laughs> Simple. I don't, I don't understand where City are going at the moment. We've not bought someone in the position we need a player. <clears throat> we keep on buying defenders, then we sell defenders. We've not bought a striker. We've got two strikers missing, and they're not, you know, we won't say the Jesus isn't world class. Aguero's on the verge of being world class. He could be world class. Aguero's world class. There you go. I, I could, look. Man City, right, have been phenomenal for the last three or four years. And that sustained effort is not sustainable. It doesn't happen. You you know, you averaged 90 or 97 (laughs) points or 99 points for two years. The drop-off last year was alarming. You lost 10 games. You know, and had COVID not struck, Liverpool might well have gone all season. Uh, only losing uh, at Watford. But we come back. We'd already won the league by February. We lost games. Man City were the same. They were never going to catch us. They lost more games after the, the start-up. But do they need to rebuild? Or yes. have, they been, have they been found out? There's only so many times you can, you can cut I, back in the six-yard box. I think we've been found out because losing silver... And De Bruyne winning player of the year, everyone's going, well, there's the point now. De Bruyne is now the point because we haven't got another outlet like De Silva of his quality to get through. You can't put put Foden and Silva in the same bracket at the moment. I'll tell you the problem with Man City. I've been there with Chelsea. We had that dominant team with Jogger and Lampard and that. We just relied on them too much. They got too old. And it's, mm. when it was time to rebuild, all the best, the Man City was out there. Barcelona bought all the best. Real Madrid bought the best. And we're only slowly recovering now. Who's and out there to buy, them, realistically? Who's out there? What to where's, buy? Now, no where's one. the world-class players now? United have got a decent one on a free. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? That would have filled the gap that City need. Cavani is a quality player. Yeah. And yet again, Pep's just like, he's just he's just nowhere at the moment. I don't know what he's playing. But we need defenders. Yeah, we need defenders and to get rid of the game. Well, I say no, Pep was brought in to win the Champions League. Yeah. And he's, still and he's not, not done, done it, it on three 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 really good attempts he's had at Asset now and he's blown it every time. Yeah. Is he gonna get another chance? Yeah. No. Not with this yeah. one. With the team you've I got now, with the team you've got now, Gavin, I don't think you've got even a chance of getting out of the group stages. 
football is on its head at the moment. I'll be surprised if we're top six at the end of the season and where we're playing. Problem is with Man City, can they really spend this year after what happened in UEFA last year? You yeah. are watching yeah. Man City. Yeah, because well, they, got, they got off with it. Of course you can. Do you, do you were cleared well, of, of any wrongdoing and any fines. That what what's it called? Um, where the, there's a limit unfair on the play. Yeah, unfair play. They've they've put a limit on. They've they've took that away for the year. So Chelsea have spent three hundred million this summer. City have spent whatever they've spent. We've spent whatever. You know, people. The fair play thing has gone out the window for this season because of COVID. So there's no money coming in, but they're spending more. How does that work? Because well, there's teams like PSG, Chelsea, City, <coughs> that have got the money to be able to do that. We had Chelsea had a, had a transfer ban up until the end of the last season, and yeah, then it got and overtaken. Now, and now look at them, they're now spending them. money because they can. Cheeky little twat. That's because we sell Hazard, who's been totally cropped since he's come around with the play, and we're laughing our heads off. We got nearly 100 million for Hazard, and he's been injured the whole time now. So we got we got lucky. Play for Real Madrid yet? I've seen two games, I think. That's it. got lucky, guys. We actually we had a campaign quite a few good youth players through. We sold Hazards and Morata was loads of money. Um, we got lucky. We got a stupid looking sponsor, but it gave us loads of money. So COVID sort of worked for Chelsea. It backfired on a lot of other clubs, but for Chelsea, the money was there to be spent. So. We got <coughs> spent this in January. It's stupid. Got background noise on, Donna. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I saw <sort> of that. Who's <laughs> that? Right, let's get into Gavin's um, Andrew's little rant. I say, Andrew, I believe you want to rant about VAR, even though it's always in United's favour. But go for it. That's not today. Yeah, exactly. No, it's I know a couple of games and we all probably watched well apart from Phil, he won't know, he won't watch him. Um the Spurs game when Dyke got the ball hit his hand. Nowhere near. That was the worst mistake. That's one of them. Now um Lindorf was another one. If the ball's going on and it's your hand and you not move that how how do you expect to jump? Come on. You've got to jump with your hands. Now, if it was down to me, I would get rid of that. And I probably would bring, I think it happened in the Champions League match with United, when they had, like, um, two more officials at each end of the goal. Now, that would probably have been better for me than the VAR. What do you not think? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to defend VAR. VAR works. It's the people behind the scenes does it on the VAR that doesn't work. No, but it's, yes. it's, VAR that, works. No, the, the rules are there, and VAR is to the rule. It's the people who are making the decisions watching VAR that are making the mistakes. Prime example, I'll say what's happened over the weekend, uh, last weekend with Newcastle. That I'm a Newcastle fan. That was not a penalty of Kieran Dyer's arm. He didn't even see the ball. It's come off his arm. We've got a penalty. We scored. We get, we get a draw. It was not. A, a penalty and it should have been a goal. But the, first goal in in the, the first goal in the Champions League final football. last season against Tottenham, yeah. Mane played the ball off the defender's hand yeah. for the penalty. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That, <laughs> now there's new rules coming from VAR is if the ball hits a player's arm in the penalty box, it's an automatic penalty. Mm-hmm. And that's what the rule they've been told to do. That's what, no, that's what they've been told. They're people in the box, in the VR. I've been told if the ball strikes someone's arm in the box, you've got to look at it as a penalty. Not just moving your arm towards it, or is it an unnatural position? All that's gone. Hit your arm, it's a penalty. Yeah, but how do you expect to jump? You jump with your hands. We know that. We know that. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not the people. This this is why they should use these screens at pitch side more and more. Exactly. Rather than relying on nothing about football. In an office somewhere, miles away from the match, they need yeah. to look at the screens. But saying that though, they looked at the screens and he looked at Lindelof. I mean, that Lindelof penalty last weekend was an absolute joke. He yeah. couldn't move. Yeah. He couldn't yeah. move anywhere else. That wasn't a penalty. That was. No, it's not being about it. Thing is, as well, they shouldn't be allowed. They shouldn't be allowed to watch the replays in slow motion. 
because it gives yeah. everything an unnatural feel. By by all means, looking at it at different angles, but in yeah. real time. Real time. I'll, I'll 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 pull this back to what you said earlier on, Craig, when you were saying that the the it's the people inside the box who the not the referees. Why don't they do what the what Formula One do with the marshals? Get a driver in the VAR box. Get a football player <laughs> in the box to actually make the decisions with the VAR guys, and that can help a lot because. If there's an incident in Formula One, they don't automatically say you shouldn't have done that as a rule book. You've got a driver who's done driving for years who will say, no, that's a driving incident. It happens all the time. And that, if you have a football player in the box with the VAR officials, they could try and influence them and say, look, this is just the way the game is. You can't keep well, pulling it back for stuff like this. Well, that's just want consistency. Well, you want consistency because you've had a... Going back to United again, the gay of... Man United, the guy had come off his line, he said, for the penalty, he saved the penalty last week. And they made him replay it, redo the penalty, but they were allowed to change the player. But I've been looking at other penalties since, and they, the other players seem to come off the line, and nothing's been given. It's oh, just yeah. a bit of consistency. Yeah. I'll tell you, yeah. people the VAR's a joke. Yeah, but you deserved it because United. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, even, <laughs> even in today's match, we, would, we were well beaten, that's fine. But uh, like Marshall and the other fella, either one of them go off. I'll neither of them go off. Yes, yes. I agree. And yeah. that was where the fuck-up came from. A big fuck-up. Oh, no, up we, were, we, were well we were well beaten. We were well beaten today. It's not about getting beat. It's about the, just want the situation that we're in. Look, when you get the old ball coming up. Speaking of fuck-ups, what's the full score? I'm 5-1, apparently. I fucking won. Are you fucking... I've got a thing about ball, though, going back to that, guys. At the same time, I do feel sorry for the officials, even in the office, wherever they are. That idiot who's running your way for right now has changed 100 rules in, I think, five years. Now, put that in perspective, there was no, there was only like 84 rules changed in 100 years before him. Yeah. Do you know who's paid for all them? Do you know who's paid for all them? Man City and that payoff they got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's going on with Bart. We've got a guy running away for right now who wants to change about 10 rules per season and even the officials don't know what the bloody rules are anymore this guy the quicker they get that guy out of your way from making stupid new rules up the easier it'll get again but would you <laughs> rather have someone who's changing the rules for the best or someone who's just taking a million pound in the pocket for the fun of it well no, he's trying to make it more like American football to me he wants to make it about goals 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 and we didn't all fall in love in the game to see 19 goals and 12 pennies Every weekend in every single bloody game. Well, no, at the moment, that's the way that. he's going. We'll, we'll, how many goals have there been today alone? Let's have a quick look. I think we get a lot of penalties at the moment. We're old track. One minute. Yeah. I think we get a lot of penalties at the moment because there's no. 22, uh, 22 goals in six games today. Oh. Yeah, there's no fans putting the pressure on the referees because if they give a decision, no. no, they're not worried about giving the decision because there's nobody to give them stick. There's no, no fans putting pressure on the players either. All the players, yeah, exactly. Like our players need depression, need to kick up the arse. But that's, oh, uh... Man United now are finished. Oh, well, wow. when I a lot of respect for Ferguson. Absolutely, the, the man is was a legend, mm-hmm. and he is a legend, and he deserves the respect of everyone, Liverpool fans, ever, ever anyone. But. It's like when when Liverpool lost their crown in 1990. We all we were always one signing away, one signing. We've signed Nigel Clough. We've signed a new Dalglish. We we've got it back. We're going. To, once it's gone, five two. Once it's gone, it takes thirty years to get it back, mate. Five two. Five two. Yeah. It's yeah. Fucking ridiculous. Footballs. Right. Tits <laughs> fell off. Right. Now, there, now there is a small club beating a big club, Phil. Leading Leicester. Oh, let's get into this now. Tottenham are not a big club. Tottenham are a good, very good, great team, but they are not a big club. Tottenham aren't a great team, mate. Tottenham are shit. He thinks that Tottenham are a big club. I don't think they're anywhere near a big club. I didn't say Tottenham are a big club. They're bigger than Chelsea. That one's bigger than Chelsea in London. They're bigger than Chelsea. The stadium's bigger. I told you last night, United can make any team look great. Well, that's not odd. I can't wait to play you in a couple of weeks. (laughs) 
No, what I was saying was, you turned around and said Leicester against City was an upset. Wasn't an upset. And I said, well, it is an upset in a way because of the figures, but in another way, it's not an upset because Leicester a couple of years ago were played league champions. Because we handed it to them. Chelsea, actually Tottenham handed it to them because Tottenham should have won that league and they finished third. That points at my point. Two are and uh, they finished third. Yeah, that's my point about Tottenham. They're a bottle job club and you're not a big oh, club if you're not. Tottenham, Tottenham are bigger than you think. Nah, they're, Chelsea are finished as well. Chelsea are in the uh, same boat as United. One, one week, Perpetual rebuilding now. Perpetual rebuilding. Liverpool will Liverpool will go bust in a couple of years. When Klopp moves on, we will we will go back to we'll fall back down. We're not a rich club. It's 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 the same thing. A team gets good, they're great, they go bad. Another team gets good, they get great, they go bad. You've got United, you've got Arsenal, you've got Chelsea, you've got City. Fair now it's Liverpool's turn again. Yeah. Everton are coming strong as well, though. All the other teams are getting better now. Yeah, they're looking it's good. It's Liverpool 30 years to get back where they belong. Exactly. And 30 years. It might take us another 30 years to win the league again. I think the difference between Chelsea and Liverpool, Liverpool, I'll give all the plaudits in the world. You've got us. All before this is table football. There's oh, Man United and Liverpool. They're the daddies. Instead of having it up in ah, I don't want to hear that background noise. <laughs> but anyway, that's all I'm saying. There's there's a table. There's Liverpool, Man United. They are the biggest clubs in England there's ever been, and they the always world, will be. They always will be, and they're two of the biggest. In the world of football as well. The biggest in the world. Chelsea and Man City are under it because we've cheated. I'm I'm not I'm not gonna lie, we've cheated where we've got to. And we've, I won't need we've both got rich owners in and we wouldn't we wouldn't be where we are, but that is modern football, and that's what's put Chelsea up there. And same <laughs> for Man City. Both of us would probably be mid-table teams right now in the Premier League if it wasn't for that money. Um Which is what Newcastle would be a big club. They've got the fan base. They've got everything there, but they haven't got the owner. Newcastle <laughs> have never Liverpool. Newcastle have always pretended they're a big club. They won the fairs. Fucking big club in an Yeah, Arsenal. Arsenal have got the stadium. Arsenal have got the fan base. They just haven't got the players at the moment. They haven't got the manager at the moment. They haven't got the chairman at the moment. Yet 15 years ago, they were invincible. They weren't. They were invincible. They lost in every cup that season. Arsenal are still a big club, though. That's because they've got an average team right now. They're still a big club. Arsenal have got more history than Chelsea. Yeah, I'll give them that. But we're making it. That's how we enjoy it. I'm doing it through my lifetime. Which is really small. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't matter. I'm going to die a happy man knowing that I saw Chelsea win it all. And so I was having a go at Phil on Wednesday because Phil was going how big Chelsea were. And I said, well, Man City won a cup before even Chelsea were formed. But fair enough, we've gone shit recently. But you've never won the <laughs> European Cup. Yeah, all right. All <laughs> <laughs> side on you, Oh, I need to draw a line on the lead two now. Right, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> just I'll be the mediator. On the screen, I'm in between both of you. I'll back off. <laughs> if everyone's wondering what's going on, Craig, if you're coming to me, me and I went fishing midweek with Gavin and he took my bait so well that I Ooh, couldn't stop. Kinky. He got proper, he got proper stressed with me. <laughs> and it took sure. him the afternoon sure. to calm down. <laughs> I did apologize. It took me five days to actually acknowledge him. <laughs> we all have damn feelings for Phil. Especially with me, yeah. Right, shall we move on to Simon's one now? Simon, what was yours about again? Can you remember? Uh, yes, I can. Mine is about these lower league teams being wound up and I've literally gone bust. One team local to me, Macclesfield, have just gone bust for a bill of £500,000. Macclesfield, you, I thought you were a Newcastle fan. I am, but no, listen to what you said. I've got Burwick, I've gone bust. Bolton nearly went bust. 
all because Wigan. No, this is what me this is what me rant is. Them three clubs have nearly gone bust for one point three million. There's players in the Premier League earning more than that in three weeks. Yeah. And I'm like, why are these clubs going? Oh, you're fucking six. joking. Six? Six two. Another deflected goal. Put my Jafur down, mate. They're just as bad as you. Right, please. Like I was saying, Liverpool getting beat 6 2. No. Josh Gauss on an edge, just going mad. Barkley. Ross Barkley. He's a nonce. I'll bring it back. Chelsea Lonely. Love it. But Simon, Simon, you're right. I mean, but it's the taxman. The taxman always gets paid. I understand that, but there's players out there. Everyone went mental for the stuff that Rashford did while this lockdown kicked in, getting all that money together to give to the government so they made sure they did all this stuff. Why can't people rally together to get these clubs through these times? I'm telling you now, League One and League Two, in two years' time, are done. The whole teams are gone. But it's the owners. A lot of it is the owners. Yeah, I understand it's the owners, but it's... Like I say, Macclesfield, they've got a, I know they've only got a fan base of maybe three and a half thousand, but for that amount of money, where one player's been paid that in two weeks, and that club is now folded, it's got, it's been kicked out of the football league, they've now got to start yeah. right at the bottom to rebuild. Well, even lower down. Yeah, even lower down. I mean, Paul, how can you say it's the owners when your owners are taking X amounts of money out of your club every year, and the X amount of money they're taking out of your club every year? Could balance the championship, Division One and Division Two. Yeah. What's yeah. the same with Mike Ashley? It's exactly the same as Mike Ashley. Mike Ashley. Do it. Do it. They don't give a. Who you get? Wait. There's a lot of money in football. We understand that. Yeah. The amount of money that's being thrown around for these fo- these players nowadays. There's a lot example, of money in the Premier League. Yeah. You won't say no. If you look at the top top five of the Premiership. Top six will go just to keep Phil happy. Yeah. United, Liverpool, Chelsea, Man City, Arsenal, and Spurs. That's the top six. Yeah. Money they have. Not at the moment. Could it? Well, at the well, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, go on, go on. Sorry, go on. Yeah. But those six could easily help all the teams in the Championship, all the teams in Division One, all the teams in Division Two. They could help it all the way down to the grassroots. But they won't them blinking an eyelid of money. They won't. They won't. That's, that's what my rant's about. That's what my rant's about. It's not mainly just about the, the top player teams as well. It's the FA. It's yeah. the EFL. It's all <coughs> the big corporate companies. And yeah. they, want, they want football to be this worldwide fantastic sport, grassroots, bring it all up. But nobody who's got money is putting in, money into the grassroots. Well, well I think the FA should. That's what the FA should. It's right. The FA should help out. Have you heard about uh, Draws and FC near us, Gav? Not too far from us. Yeah, they can't they control the games out. because they can't. Yeah, they can't. Exactly. Like, they can't pay the players, so they can't fulfil the games. They've had to drop but out. One of the biggest clubs, two miles down the road. That's it. Stones throw away. A fraction, yeah. a fraction of what they 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 would lose. What? They'll lose 1% of their revenue to support these bottom clubs. Why can't the FA get in us say, right, we're going to take a surcharge of 0.5% off every Premier League club to support the lower leagues? Yeah. Eventually, it's going to be the Premier League and yeah, the championship club turned around and went, OK, the five nearest small clubs to us, and we're not talking small, small clubs, we're talking semi-professional or even professional clubs, take a week's wages... Off us, yeah, to help them because that's what I, I, I would like. I would like it wouldn't, it, even, it, it, it wouldn't even be five, it'd be like a dozen or even 20. And you'll see you, them if, if you lose grassroots year. football, yeah, the, 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 the passion that everyone's got for football, for the, the English league, it'll disappear because there's no one, there's no little clubs to go to. No. I, 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 these one, these are different ones. There's one exception with Salford, but they had. Millionaire owners come in and look where they are now. Yeah, both of them flying up the leagues. Yeah, well, they've only got about the money, and they would like it to go down. Not, not talking about not talking about League Ones and League Twos making money. I'm talking about just keeping them afloat so they can still survive. Well, the, yeah. the government have stepped in now and said 
the League One and League Two were going to cover your gate receipts that you would have taken. So that's them guaranteed for the rest of the season. That's, that's still not enough because it's only yeah. having gate receipts. But then you've got all the advertisement rights being, put, being pulled out. Because people are not getting advertisements. Yeah, that side. Yeah. They're losing a lot of money from that. The Premier League have already given the Championship uh, an advancement. They've already given them two hundred odd million this summer. Still and, not enough. And the chat, you put the Championship spaffed it against the wall with big fucking stupid signings. Yeah, I don't think they got the, the money and really they spent it. Yeah, the championship well, didn't need it. It's League One and League Two, and, and technically the, 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 the National League. Because the National well, League, then teams that are in that National League are yeah. literally bankrupt, more or less. Well, well, what, if, if, if you were to turn around to the National League and say, I'll tell you what, the championship have decided to ignore 20 million, we'll give you £500,000 each, they would have ripped your freaking hand off. Yeah, because that's, that's five seasons for them. Exactly. Yeah. Right, are all premiership teams, whereas Division One, Division Two, as it is now, five hundred thousand pays their wages for a year. Hang on, guys, maybe even more. To be honest, to, to be truthful, I think it's a lot more than that. I think five hundred million will get them some. Five hundred thousand will get them at least two seasons. Simon, what's let Andrew ever say? He's been trying to say something for about five minutes. I think. Don't shut up, pal. <laughs> um, no, it's like you get all these big clubs. I think they should have. Like cities of Chelsea and all that, I think they should have a limit what they should spend for a season, and then whatever they say, pass it down to the lower divisions so they can help them that way. You know what I mean? So, they yeah, but that's the thing, it doesn't, it doesn't really need that, Andrew. It doesn't need that limit putting on, it just needs some of that revenue that these big clubs are making just to be handed down to the lower leagues. Example, the, na- the nearest team to me was Bolton, which has now moved from Burnham Park to Horwich. Which is even further Park. away. Yeah. Stupidest place that should never have left Burnham Park. No, no, it's not. On, it's not on a little road. They should have stayed at Burnham Park. Would have been fine. But they moved to a middle of an uh, industrial estate that's now a shopping centre, and they can't get their fans in. You've got to travel into it. Burnham Park. I could walk to that in ten minutes to my from my house, and it was perfect. Everyone did it. Everyone went. I even went down there. I even watched United and City. Uh, United and uh, Bolton there. I remember I watching should have in the early 90s at Burnham Park because he used to have, um, was it a Sainsbury's or a... Norwood. On the back of it, eh? Normed. No, yeah. It's not, it, was, it was called Normed. And now so it's a Northern, A proper Northern stadium. Yeah. And then they went to Reebok and did now. Yeah. But oh, so that, that, in there, that, what's the Reebok doing now? now is getting nothing. Yeah. No. The, the hotel's nearly gone bust. The whole, there used to be a wedding venue. They can't do any weddings in there because that's the way it is. It's costing them, I think it's about £20,000 a week to keep the stadium going. And there's nobody so in it. It's a million pounds yeah. of Bolton's revenue to just be in the stadium. Yeah. And that, but no they're not going to get anywhere. It's league, they're now in League Two. They're looking like they're going to be going down to the National League because they, they haven't got any players. But Bury, Bury got, had a consortium to save the club. That got yeah. booted out because they didn't have enough financial backing. So they got booted out of the league. <coughs> they had to start up as an amateur, amateur club again. And now you've got Macclesfield in the same same boat. All these small clubs that keep communities and keep people together are being ripped apart where these big clubs, big teams could just go, yeah, here's 1% of our revenue. Exactly. Yeah, but the, they've been sold. The, these small teams are being sold to sharks. Yeah. yeah. To dodgy, dodgy people. Who All are about selling the state? The, yeah. Newcastle has got about two hundred companies on the back of it. Newcastle Football Club is not Castle Football Club. It's all different companies. Well, that's why I said I said that the other week. Two hundred and fifty million pound profit last year. They spent thirty million. The two hundred twenty million has gone into all the other companies. It yeah. technically bought Alf the Fraser. They're all sell. All these small clubs are selling the. The owners are selling the stadiums yeah. to their own businesses. And oh, for fuck's sake, seven two, please. <laughs> football is Joking. fucked, man. It's seven, fucked. Seven two football at his best. No, seven two for Aston fucking Villa. Is it? Yes. <laughs> well, this is. I bet I could have bought Macclesfield for that. What, what <laughs> you need is some sort of insurance. 
that when yeah. a team like Macclesfield has a tax bill, that the insurance kicks in and pays it, and the whole, all the football could pay into that. <coughs> yeah. I drove past the, re- the only reason why I bring up Macclesfield is just in the news at the moment, and I yes. drove past it going to Walton Towers and back. And you can see it's a tiny little club, it's on the edge of the road, it's Who's a community Mac? pub. Sorry, is this Mac? Yeah. Mm. It's literally yeah, it's a community it's, football club. It's literally it right it's, on the main it's road. It's right the main road and it's just sat back and it's it's in the middle of the city. It's middle of the town. It's a proper football. But now that club is now going to have to go to the amateur, amateur league and build itself back up again, which you'll probably never recover from. No, it's it's amateur league, like Charles said, I say. It's crazy. Something's got to give. Well, with the football on. club, that, um, I do own a Barton for so many months and then got rid of them and got relegated, didn't they? They got some in the pants took off. Was that Wigan or somebody like that? It, it was days. He bought Wigan. He bought the club yeah. and then he put it into it. administration because it was alleged that he yeah. he'd done a bet in the Far East that he could get Wigan relegated. Yeah. That's disgusting. That for a club that size, they shouldn't. People like that should be banned from everything. You should not be buying football club that, nothing. That, 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 that is going to run about the FA that. That club won the FA Cup five years ago. What does it say yeah. about football? Yeah. Did Man City? <laughs> that was my rant anyway. Big look at that. You have to bring. I know. I'm. I'm big enough Wigan here as the Man City fan, and you look dismay. Yeah, rolling in your face. <laughs> right, everyone. At that point, we've had everyone's rants. Mine's a waste of time because they've already changed the handball rules, so there's no point listening to that one. I thought so it was going to be about your hair cut. Hair cut is on point, but no one's going to see it, so who cares? But seriously, guys, thank you again for being on. Craig, thank you for finally joining in with us. This My is pleasure. Liverpool. Liverpool now are receding more than Phil's hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh! No. And at that point, I want to say goodbye. Everybody, say goodbye. Bye, everyone. Bye, Bye, everybody. And everybody, see you in a few weeks for another Ramp Up UK podcast. Cheers, all. Well, the full-time whistle has blown. Thank you for listening to another episode of Rant Football UK. If you enjoyed it, please go over to Apple Podcasts, give us five stars and a nice little comment if you can. Also, check us out on Twitter at Rant Football One. If you'd like to come on with us and have a rant, email us at rantfootball1 at gmail.com. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network. <laughs>